This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Umbody. Sonny Ship will be along in a moment. It was a big day in Baton Rouge as Ed Ogeron announced his three new defensive hires, defensive coordinator Durante Jones, linebackers coach Blake Baker, and defensive line coach Andre Carter. And we're going to kind of break down our initial thoughts on the introductory press conferences. What were the big takeaways from our time with the trio of new hires? Some things that Ed Ogeron might have said about how the hires came about and just what stood out about these three gentlemen that are now in Baton Rouge beginning football school on Tuesday and this week with the Tigers and what's next and what's ahead, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We've talked about the new hires on offense that have been here for quite some time now, Jake Peets and DJ Mangus. But Sonny, let's bring you in now. And first of all, I guess let's start with the head man of the defense, Durante Jones and Ed Ogeron really raved about him in terms of what he heard from guys like Devon Godshaw and some of his coaching brethren uh, that are out there, Joe Vitt as well, the New Orleans Saints uh, defensive uh, or associate head coach at one point. And look, uh, this is a uh, much younger, uh, energetic uh, defensive coordinator that's now in Baton Rouge that wants to play some aggressive defense. Uh, He talked about some of his ideals on defense. What were your takeaways about the new era on defense at LSU? Tiger fans who were looking for a change from uh, you know from the Bo Pelini, from the Bo Pelini system, from the Bo Pelini, I guess, uh, old school of thought. You know, Ed Orgeron did a one eighty with Durante Jones. Here you're bringing in someone who's young, someone who isn't as set in his uh, in his defensive ways as someone like Pelini, who had been a longtime coordinator longtime head coach, just, uh, you know, just a coach who had been around forever, it seems like. Not a knock on Pelini, but getting Jones in here, I I think is, uh, you know, getting all three of these guys in here, really, but specifically with Jones as a defensive coordinator, I think it's going to do wonders for for helping the players and things that they're uh that they're dealing with outside of football in today's society i think that was something that was missing from uh from 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 the 2020 staff and the and the connection that it had with uh with some of the players and so i think that's going to be big but i think it's also going to be big that you've got durante jones who is someone who's probably not going to be as as set in his ways of this is how it's going to be and this is the only way it's going to, we can do it and i think blake baker getting the you know six-year defensive coordinator with six years of the uh, coordinator experience getting him in there to kind of um, bounce things off of durante jones i think will be good too because it's going to allow those two to uh, to to kind of bridge some things together that will ultimately be uh, Jones's call, but you know I'm I'm more impressed with uh, I'm more impressed with Jones after listening to him talk today 
you know, than I was just from the initial hire only because of the lack of experience of calling a defense. I think for me, what stood out the most was just the amount of knowledge he kind of dropped in terms of, look, one, working with Corey Raymond, who he said that he and Corey Raymond have met and coached, uh, done coaching clinics together and really worked a lot uh, over the last few years and when he was even in Louisiana at times. And I think with the scheme, he mentioned everything from press technique to zone at Ogeron, uh, mentioned playing a little bit more zone in this 4-3 defense that they're going to base out of. The big thing for Ed Ogeron was, you know, they've got Ali Gay, they've got B.J. Ogilary, Andre Anthony, and they've got a bunch of studs coming in in this 2021 recruiting class, a defensive end especially. They wanted those guys along with the rest of the returning defensive line that they have coming back to be able to stay aggressive. And behind them, make offenses earn those yards. Play a little zone. Keep guys in front of them while getting 11 guys to the football. It was almost kind of a renaissance in a way, the way Ed Ogeron was talking about defense and wanting to play defense at LSU. Go back to the old days of uh, you know playing really, really physical, really aggressive. And look, he admitted, you can't really hold guys to, to 13 points anymore like you used to see uh, every year LSU was up at the top averaging you know 13 points given up in some of those insane numbers that we saw before college football went to the spread and that was what stood out to me and I think it's a very basic philosophy in a way but it is just something that has to be as Durante Jones put it over communicated and the defense has to over communicate and make sure everyone's on the same page and it starts with preparation and knowing how to watch film and break down players and I think that's something that uh, was a little bit underrated in terms of this introductory press conference that stood out to me wanting to get back to the very basics that that make great defenses and look they're going to give up you know points that's college football in today's uh, era of the spread offense but being able to make offenses earn those yards and and make disruptive plays when it matters most on a third down or an interception or you know uh bending and 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 holding firm in the red zone however you want to put it in those ways i think that was something that also stood out to me when ed ogeron talked about how he and durante jones discussed discussed defense yeah he highlighted several things you highlighted several things that that jones said that ogeron said I think is well worth repeating because they were major issues last year, starting with the communication, over-communication. Um, every week, LSU's problems that they had on defense, all you heard was communication, communication, communication. Durante Jones doesn't want to base his defense around communication. He wants to base his defense around his players learning it this spring. Granted, LSU's players didn't have that luxury last year under Pelini. But he wants to base it off of players playing fast, them knowing what they're supposed to do. Once they know what they're supposed to do, get out there and just do it. And, um, you know, playing more zone doesn't have to be more difficult. Uh, you know, these kids are playing in the SEC now. They should they should be able to play zone. They should be able to play man. They should be able to do, do a lot of things that LSU just simply wasn't able to do last year because – there were so many coverage busts. There were so many busts on every level of the defense. So 
I think the players, when the players get a chance to sit down with Durante Jones, you know, with the transfer portal and, and and guys always wondering if the grass is greener on the other side, if they could get more playing time, if they went to school X, Y, or Z than they're getting right now. I think when the players, when they listen to uh, Durante Jones, Blake Baker, Andre Carter, and they get to meet these guys right here, I'm of the belief that, hey, if you if someone still wants to transfer – if you still want to look at some place, then good riddance because good coaches and the sit and the place you're at right now is not is not, obviously not what you're looking for because I uh, you know I think these three new hires are going to be fantastic. I think they're going to blend in so well and so nicely with Ed Orr's run and Corey Raymond on that side of the ball. And and then moving on to Blake Baker now who. Ed Ogeron mentioned he's going to be somewhat of a sounding board for Durante Jones, who is is beginning to call plays for the first time since he was at Bowie State, and he was very successful there doing it. But still, Blake Baker has called a lot of defense over the last few years in college football, whether it be at Louisiana Tech, whether it be at uh, Miami, and his defenses have been rather good at times. At other times, they haven't been uh, what you want to see from a defense, and but he now steps into that linebacker coach role, and there's no co-defensive coordinator title with him. This is Durante Jones' defense. But on top of Blake Baker being somebody that's had experience at the college level coordinating defenses against some of these top-rated offenses, like having to face Clemson at Miami, for example, uh, and, and just going against that Miami offense in practice as well, he's got that experience that he can kind of serve as a sounding board. And I thought that was an interesting comment to make when you're looking at the makeup of a staff it's almost like everybody kind of complements each other really well in all these different ways and and then going to Blake Baker in in a large part you can tell the amount of respect at Ogeron and uh just from what he said even on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge on Tuesday morning how many of the players knew him from recruiting and you saw kind of some of the prowess of his recruiting I mean he had uh, some really really good uh, efforts, I would say, in recruiting at Miami, trying to get into Louisiana. Uh, you mentioned uh, a guy like Mason Smith who could have gone anywhere in the country, but Miami was among the final schools for him. And look, we all know Mason Smith was going to end up at LSU, but I think that stands out. He built a good relationship with Mason Smith, and now he's back in Louisiana with the LSU logo on, and he's also a Houston native. Uh, I think he's going to pay dividends on the recruiting trail as well. I think well. he's going to pay huge div dividends on the recruiting trail. And, and for the and for those uh, for those casual LSU fans who may not uh, remember this, Blake Baker was a guy that LSU looked at when uh, when Dave Aranda left to go to Baylor. You know, he was a guy that they looked at. They knew about the ties. They knew about his wife being from Mandeville, having family on the on the North Shore. Four years at Louisiana Tech, he was with Manny Diaz. Uh, you know, been at Miami for a year at that point. And so, you know, not only are you getting a, a very, you know, in my opinion, a very, very strong recruiter, but you're getting someone who is also known for being a, uh, you know, a really good linebackers coach and getting someone who has defensive coordinator experience and that you even considered for your open defensive coordinator position uh, you know, two years ago. And so when, you know, when, when, when you package all of that up real nicely and you, and you put a bow on it, it's almost the best of both worlds because like you alluded to under, uh, you know, when, when you were speaking about Baker before, 
you've got someone that Durante Jones can bounce ideas off of when it comes to a, uh, you know, when it comes to, to calling plays and stuff that Jones may not be, uh, you know, Jones may have a, <coughs> Jones may have an idea that he bounces off of Baker and then, you know, and then Baker gives him his, his input and, you know, you could take that and you could just go so many different ways with that. So I think having someone that you're comfortable with, that you can do that with. And then you also have Ed Orgeron who wants to have more hands, be him more hands on with the defensive line and on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you've got, instead of really having one brain trust, it's almost like you, you it's almost like you've got three. And, um, you know, and, and I think that's a, uh, you know, I, I think that is great when you're putting in, when you're basically putting in a new system, when you're trying to get the players to buy in, I think that, uh, you know, you never want to have too many chiefs, but I think in this situation right here, I really like the makeup of Baker's experience, Durante Jones's inexperience, but ceiling, and then Orgeron kind of there in the middle to, uh, you know, to kind of facilitate it. And last but certainly not least, I think somebody that's going to resonate really well with these players is Andre Carter, the defensive line coach that Ed Ogeron tabbed uh, to replace Bill Johnson, who's still on as an analyst, who, by the way, we'll talk recruiting on the next pod after National Sign Day, but Will Campbell shouted him out as a big reason why uh, he recognized his um, uh, decision and and understood what it meant to go to LSU and stay in state. So shout out Bill Johnson for getting a shout out from Will Campbell. But back to Andre Carter, uh, he is somebody that played 13 years in the NFL, 80 sacks. Uh, Ed Ogeron has said he had one of the quickest get-offs he's ever seen uh, when he was coaching against him when he was at Cal, when Ogeron was at USC. Now he's a young, up-and-coming coach that made the qu- transition quickly from his playing career, and he's got that NFL experience. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Kevin Falk, one of his former teammates, quickly making the transition to coaching, has a lot of things to say and share with these players. And what are you going to do if you're a player, not listen to Andre Carter? Because one, he looks like he can still suit it up. Two, uh, he's got the skins on the wall as a player uh, for these guys to say, okay, I need to pay attention. This is how I can get to the league. This is how I can progress as a player. He's done it at the highest level. Uh, I think he's a, a terrific hire as well. Yeah, the only question with Andre Carter really is uh, how many uh, how, ma- how many dads is he going to make mad when he walks into uh, recruits' houses once the, the NCAA lists this dead period because that dude's going to have a lot of women looking at her husband like, <laughs> how come you don't look like this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put, you couldn't sum it up any better, man. This dude looks like a Greek god, you know, as a coach. And, I mean, he's going to, you know – he is going to be the type of player, the type of coach that anything he says, players are going to listen. They're going to listen. They're going to listen to him because he's young. They're going to listen to him because, uh, you know, it's almost like when you, you know, if you're going to get a personal trainer, do, do you want someone who looks like me or do you want someone who looks like Andre Carter? I want Andre Carter. <laughs> you know, I want someone who can not only walk the walk, but obviously talks the talk, you know, and, and just he lives what he preaches. And I think he's going to do wonders. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to learn a lot from Ed Orgeron as a defensive line coach. 
But I think Andre Carter is going to be an absolute home run on the recruiting trail. And I think he's going to be a home run for being someone that the players can go to when, uh, you know, when they're facing some of the, you know, some of the social issues that you see going on right now in uh in in so many lives and just some of the some of the things that come up with 18 19 20 and 21 year old kids you know and so um for me when i look at when i look at all three of these coaches right here i know that the coaching search that the defensive coordinator search took a took a couple of different turns and things of that nature but at the end of the day with what Ed Orgeron assembled with these three guys right here, and then with Jake Peets and DJ Mangus, I think he I, I think he hit an absolute home run when you put when you look at all five of them as a package. Yeah, I do, and and we'll see obviously how it pans out on the field and, and the recruiting trail. But this it goes back to kind of what we were talking about during the process on Go Twenty Four Seven. It's not about the process; it's about who you actually hire. I mean, you can. There's been so many botched coaching searches through the years across other schools that, you know, they end up working out just fine because they got the right guy at the end of the day. Um, you know, you can even look at Ed Ogeron getting hired at LSU. There were other names out there and and there was a wild night in, in College Station. But ultimately, they landed with Ed Ogeron, who leads them to a national championship. And we'll, we'll see if these coaching hires as a whole get them back to that level. But I I, I think when you look at it, as a whole, like you mentioned, this is a pretty good uh, result that they got here in Baton Rouge. And one more thing, I was talking with Justin Jefferson today uh, on Tuesday as we're recording this, and uh, we'll have a story up on Go 24-7, but he's a finalist for the Pepsi Rookie of the Year Award. And so uh, we were talking with uh, with him as a media availability, and I asked him about Durante Jones, and he said, this is a guy that just kind of gets it. He he was a defensive backs coach over there, and of course I played wide out, but he always kind of gave me a little pep talk before a game. He he always knew how to connect with me, and he's excited to see uh, what he brings to Baton Rouge. And I think that was kind of one of the the bigger uh, pieces of, of info that I've gotten kind of trying to pick up more and more about Durante Jones is just how well he connects with the players. And I think that was uh, kind of looping back all around. That was something that was right at the top of the list of Ed Ogeron for all these guys, and I think he nailed it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that you know. I think that for the parameters that Ed Orgeron, uh, you know, set for things that he wanted to uh, to accomplish, he wanted an infusion of youth. He wanted uh, to give the players some uh, some more resources for helping them uh, with things outside of the lines. He wanted to hire uh, more minorities. When you when you when you look at everything that he at all of the the checklists that he had that he wanted to go out and get and i think the only area that you could look at and and, and really question or, or or even semi-question is the fact that you know jake Peets hasn't called plays in a long time durante jones hasn't called plays in a long time either so there's there, there's some question on how they're going to do on saturdays um in the fall but with everything else with their with their knowledge with their scheme with their relatability to the players and and everything like that I, i'm with you i i think they are i think lsu fans should really be happy with these hires and that uh you know they should be they should be feeling pretty good about uh you know about 
LSU being able to turn things around from last season to keep that momentum they had at the end of it by winning those last two games. And that when you take the coaches, combine it with 20 starters coming back, combine it with another top five recruiting class that uh, that the 2021 signee group will end up at. I think, uh, you know, I, I think there should be a lot of optimism ahead of uh, for 2021. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I, I think it's uh, one once these guys get settled in and, and once we're able to talk to some of these players when spring ball gets going, fingers crossed that all comes to fruition, which we think it will. Uh, it'll be, uh, I think, a breath of fresh air for these guys. And 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 maybe just maybe they'll get back to playing some of the better defense that they have uh, in the past. And, um, you know, it'll be uh, because of a lot of these guys that Ed Ogeron hired and put together on this staff. But, yeah, early indications. I think these guys are a great fit. Uh, we'll just see how they all come together and and this thing works out because they've got the talent. They've got a lot of returning guys into the fold. Uh, they upgraded, especially in the trenches in this recruiting class. And, um, you know, there's no reason for you to not see some improvement in 2021. Yeah, 2021 – it can't be anything like 2020. And I think when you look at the, when you, when you look at the, uh, you know, if, if we're going to have a meter, if we're going to have an optimistic meter, I think the opt optimism is, uh, is probably out of through the roof right now. And, uh, hopefully, you know, fans can get a glimpse of, um, of what, how the spring ends up with the spring game. And I can kind of just keep that momentum and keep that optimism going. But, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think LSU fans, they should feel pretty good right now with where things with where things are related to where they were this time last year when you had all the coaching turnover, when you had all the players leaving and things like that. It's uh, one thing about it, 2021 is definitely off to a much better start than uh, 2020 minus the Clemson game. Yep, we will uh, find out a lot of uh, more things to unpack, I think, with this defensive staff, and we'll be able to do a lot more of that when spring ball rolls around. Until then, we've got National Signing Day to cover on Wednesday. Keep it locked on. Go 24-7. 60% off annual subscriptions runs until Wednesday at midnight Eastern. So check that out. Jump on board. It might be a little quiet. It might be a big bang uh, finish for the Tigers. We'll keep an eye on that for you guys and be back on the Go 24-7 podcast to recap it all, give you our thoughts, what's next ahead in 2022, including breakdowns of Will Campbell and Bo Bordelon, two new commits for the Tigers in 2022. Until then, guys, please leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. Until next time, have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.